to listen to Sports Grid. You can always go out in the woods, find a rabbit, take his foot, and rub it. Or you can get the winning edge right here. And you won't get any blood on you. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Hey folks, glad to be with you. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. And we are talking the NFL. And it is unbelievable. Uh, one week to the next, some of these crazed results that we've been seeing. And the home stretch, throw a blanket over so many teams in both conferences, how the landscape has changed. And we've got two of the best are going to help us today. Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com. Mark Lawrence is going to check in from PlaybookSports.com in a little bit. Let's bring Kenny White right into the hopper, bud. This NFL season, pal, I got to tell you, it's been entertaining because one week to the next, you're sitting there going, these races down the stretch, who's going to get the hot hand? You're right, and it's been uh, who's hot gets beat. It seems like, you know, the the team who's playing the best, the team everybody's talking about the most, uh, seems to get knocked off week in and week out, and it's been a great year. I said it was going to be a great year in college football. It'd be a year of upsets, and it's been a year of upsets in the NFL as well. All right, Kenny. So we look at that New England deal, winning the game against Buffalo. It was such a bizarre, odd game. End of the day, New England walks out, and I give them full marks. They found a way. In many instances, I look at Buffalo, 7-5 and five record, and Buffalo beat themselves virtually in all five of those games. But you know what? Hey, I was shooting holes at Baltimore, and they finally stubbed their toe. You know, good teams find a way to win when you're not playing your best or in adverse conditions. So, you know, you got to tip your hat to them if you walk out with a win and move on. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And that's why underdogs do well uh, betting in, in, in this sport because of that fact that these guys just want to win and, and they, they get high point spreads up against them and hard to cover those numbers because the opponent wants to win as well. And this is, these are all professionals playing. These are very good players out there on both sides. So, you know, you can just throw a blanket over it and say, Hey, it's like the under, underdogs are going to do well in this league. And they do. All right. So, you know, in that vein, when we're talking about in, in the newsletter at KennyWadeSports.com this week, I, I wrote an article about how I've altered my approach to betting. I mean, and I'd, I'd be very curious over the years how you've changed and adapted. I always knew it was the right thing to do, but really just never did it. I mean, I was a fool. And now we do the opening line report on Sunday. I mean, I'm betting games earlier in the week, and I'm getting the best of the number with consistency, and it matters. And I was doing a show with Gabe Morenci and Cam Stewart leading up to the Bills game. You know, and we're talking about that game and the horrible weather conditions and what was on the line, everything. And I looked at those guys and I said, you know what? I said, right now, and I think it was 51 and a half at the time, I said, bet the over in the Bills Tampa game next week. They're looking at me. I go, I'm telling you, who knows what this game tonight's going to hold. But the odds are, and yeah, you can get the occasional monsoon in Tampa Bay, but there's going to be a breath of fresh air for Buffalo to get out of there. They're going against a Tampa Bay team. That secondary is a mash unit. Brady's and they, they, Trey White, who the Bills had lost, wasn't going to be a factor in that game. You knew the night game was going to be a running game. Brady's going to sling it all over creation. He's going to put points up. Allen's coming out of a crummy weather game. He's probably going to light it up. And before they even played the game against New England, I bet the over in the Buffalo-Tampa game because I can only see this total going up. 
Yeah, it's the way to do it. Uh, you know, you hear so many people say they lost by a half a point, and to to make that, get a better number, shop around, get a better half point in every game you bet, or bet early and get down and get the best of the number. And I agree with you here. Look, Tampa's defense allowing 247 passing yards a game, one of the weaker pass defenses, and I think both quarterbacks will go over 300 yards in this game. And listen, Buffalo is now a cornered rat off a loss. In Tampa Bay, you know, they, they strive for Brady perfection. You know, it's a non-conference game for them. I mean, it's not the end of the world for Tampa Bay. It might be for Buffalo because they get New England coming up again. Yeah, they, you're right. Uh, must must win here for Buffalo, I feel like, because dropping to 7-5 and five now is not where they thought they would be. Uh, five weeks ago, we thought they were the number one team in the NFL. A lot of people did. I did. I had them rank, ranked that high because they just looked that good. They showed – offensively and defensively and special teams, they had a team to win it all. And I, and I still think they do. Their pass defense is still tremendous. But without Jadavious White, that does knock it down a little bit. So that hurts them. Would, would the Bills, and this might sound crazy, but would the Bills be worth a future play? Because you sit here in what looks horrible today. If they were to win this game, then they play Carolina at home. McCaffrey's out for the year. If they were to win the game at New England, they close with Atlanta and the Jets. If the Bills won this game, it's not crazy to think they could win out. No, not at all. You're right. The schedule sets up nicely for them. Uh, you know, two easy wins at home to end the season um, should be very interesting. But, yeah, they, this, this is a big game. They win this. Uh, you know they got revenge on their mind for the, for the Patriot game and a game they could have easily won. They're thrown in the end zone at the end of the game to win the game. So it wasn't like they got blown out. They were right in that game and had a chance to win. And, you know, I'm just looking down the road. By the way, by the time they get to New England, if they were to win this game, uh, New England's playing at Indy. You know, I mean, and at the end, New England's got Miami who's playing better. You always got to look ahead, I guess, is the point. We'll do more on the NFL uh, here with Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Tell them what's coming up at the site this week. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me on the show today. Uh, a lot of great information at Kenny White Sports. We will have a bowl preview uh, package, uh, bowl preview uh, newsletter, basically, breaking down every game for you, all the stats, all the numbers, the pace numbers, the, the yards per play numbers, and, and adjusted numbers for, for strength of schedule as well. So cool stuff. get you started. All right, KennyWhiteSports.com. Coming back, talking NFL on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
You don't have to listen to Sports Grid. You can always go downtown. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Scour the sidewalks. Find a penny and pick it up. Or you can get the winning edge right here. And you won't get Tommy. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. It's our weekend edition. Talking NFL football. Kenny White's with us from KennyWhiteSports.com. Uh, doing the deep dive on some of the bigger games coming up this weekend in the National Football League. I think it's it's pretty good theater, Kenny. But it's interesting that everybody had handed Dallas the division, and they're still listening. I mean, they're in the driver's seat. But Washington's fought their way back in the playoff picture right there as a wild card. But Washington does play Dallas twice, and they're catching four points at home. The total's 48. If Washington were to win this game, all of a sudden the division gets interesting. And I think that that was a big win for them, not because they beat the Raiders, but because I think Heineke played well, and he's done enough, and he's playing better on the road. It's one thing for him to be running around at home but this guy there's something about heineke kenny i don't what do you got for him on a rating perspective because you know i mean he's okay and he's flawed but he's got he's kind of got an it factor to him you know where the team just rallies around the guy yeah he's uh i guess he's a very likable guy but he plays the game hard and he makes good decisions uh for a guy that doesn't have a lot of experience i've only got him rated a point and a half above an average nfl quarterback but that's not bad He's a little better than an average NFL quarterback. So that's, you know, it's hard. not many people can say that. What about from a power ratings perspective, the Cowboys, when healthy and playing well, how good are they? Um, I have them a 105 power rating right now, five points better than the average NFL team. Uh, and you're right, health is a big thing. They went through a lot of uh, injuries at wide receiver. C.D. Lamb was out. Amari Cooper was out. And without those two guys, uh, Dak just couldn't – they couldn't find anybody to get open. I just still think they, they need to get a little bit more of a running game, and they've got two great backs with Elliott and, and Tony Pollard. They really need to, to push that a little bit more. But this is a big game. Uh, Washington is really starting to play. The defense is coming around. And you're right, two games out of first place the football team is right now. And if they beat Dallas both times, it's their division. So then we get Las Vegas – at Kansas City, nine and a half, the Chiefs favored. The totals 48 and a half. The Raiders are a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team, Kenny. But hey, they walked in and beat the Chiefs last year in Kansas City. You know, Carr went to Dallas and had a big game on Thanksgiving Day. It's one of these teams. There's something about the teams in the AFC West, maybe as a collective, Denver, San Diego, capable of great games, capable of just stubbing their toe at any time and Kansas City all of a sudden everybody loves KC again but it's because the defense has really salvaged their season and they're winning games with defense which is scary yeah they've scored 74 points in their last four home games Mm. let me let me go back to Buffalo 94 points 94 points in their last five home games they've scored um, and we just, I don't even pin it down. I guess I guess I'm pinning it down to home games because they did put up 41 on Las Vegas's defense. So they embarrassed Vegas the last time these two teams played. Uh, Vegas has been going through a lot of stuff. They, you know, they went through a month of John Gruden and Henry Ruggs, and this organization was 
uh, spinning. And they lost three in a row. They got back on the winning uh, way by a, a big win over Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. Kind of a game that they could flush everything out. It's Thanksgiving. Everybody's been talking about that. We're in Dallas. And they won the football game. And then they lose a heartbreaker to, to Washington last week. Uh, this is a team, I think, bounced back. They won the stats in two of their last three games. Just didn't get the win in those games. So I, I'm, I'm looking at a Raider team that will be more well-prepared on defense this time around against the Chiefs. Now I'm kind of believing it, too. I mean, Kansas City's just not been lighting teams up. And, you know, that kind of number, I mean, even if it's, even if it's not the game's in doubt, I mean, you always have to sit there and survive the backdoor cover on the last garbage drive. Yeah, you're, and you're right. And you got a quarterback that can do it. I um, mean, Derek Carr, he can, uh, he can take you downfield. So I, I like the uh, running game. They've run the ball a little bit more as of late. But again, I think it's the embarrassment factor of getting beat as badly as they did at home. So we've got a revenge game. Uh, we've got a game that uh, uh, Vegas has their backs to the wall at six and six right now. All right. Interesting game, a big game for both teams. At a conference game, San Fran at Cincinnati, basically a pick. Some places Cincinnati's won. Total on the game is 48 and a half. And you got two teams in here, Kenny, that seemed like they had rebooted and got their seasons going and went off the tracks a little bit. And, you know, who, who bounces back better? The one thing I would say is funny. It's not just the game itself. It's just this thing that's stuck in my head. And sometimes these things actually matter. San Francisco is one of the, I won't say few, but they're one of the West Coast teams I trust going east, right? How many times have we seen them go in there on that two-week Eastern business trip? Uh, traveling east doesn't seem to bother the Niners. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. Um, I think they're very well coached. I think Shanahan does a great job. This team was beat up with a lot of injuries the last couple of years, but with all their pieces together, this is a good football team. I think they're a top 10 team. I think Cincinnati has been overrated. So my power ratings will come into play in this game. Um, I have Frisco uh, going back to look at the power ratings on this game, but I have, I have Frisco rated pretty high seventh in DVOA and 18th for Cincinnati in DVOA. So big difference in town here and you're getting points with the better team. What do we do with a team like Tennessee? Kenny, they were, you know, everybody loved them. And then Henry went out and they still won games without Henry. Now they've kind of, you know, tailed off and they hit a wall, but they get the reboot off a of bye. Jacksonville competes every once so often. But Tennessee's a team, they just got to get in, right, in the hopes that Henry can come back when the playoffs get here. But they're laying a big number, nine and a half off a of bye, total 44. Yeah, this is a, a well-coached team. You know, I think the Brable does a very good job, and you're right. You know, they're, they're based running game based tanny hill fits fits them perfectly for what they want to do um but again um this this type of number they're still beat up on their offensive line a little bit jacksonville hard to figure out what you're going to get day to day with them rookie quarterback going to be very inconsistent he can throw three interceptions one day or three touchdowns the next week so got to be real careful with that jacksonville team you don't want to bet on bad teams but if you are at least you want to get double digits all right I got to ask you now, here's a, here's a weird goofball correlation or from a memory bank. Giants at the Chargers. Chargers laying 10, beat Cincy, totals 44. The Giants may end up having to go with Jake Fromm, who they started, uh, they signed off the Bills practice squad. It was a fifth-round pick from Georgia. 
So he'd be making his NFL debut at the Chargers. And the one thing that sticks out for me, Kenny, is I remember Nathan Peterman. They threw this guy to the Wolves out in the Chargers, and he threw all those pick sixes. Yikes. I mean, the number's up to 10 and a half. Does it go higher? Uh, it, it might. Um, you know, it's still not the Charger defense that was that you're thinking of. This is a defense that gives up 26 a game, and they're, they're an average NFL defense. I, I have the Chargers right now. I have them the 12th best team in, in, in the NFL. But, again, you know, not great home field advantage because they don't have a great crowd. Um, giant defense, uh, you know, the both, both defense, you know, the, the game plan has to be the Chargers, they will let you run between the 20s. And the Giants are going to load up a bunch of uh, rushing yards uh, between the 20s with Barkley. And I think they could put some field goals on the board and you're getting double digits. I think the Giants are able to score some points in this game. All right. Hey, we got the Monster Monday night game to come in our final segment. Kenny, tell them about all the cool stuff at the website. Uh, the, hey, everything's up there. The uh, newsletter will be out uh, December 15th. Got six great experts on the site that are uh, – Knocking, knocking your socks off with their selections. Been really good stuff. I have a lot of free pick information on the site, free videos, free content as well to help you win at betting. We appreciate Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Wow, we got ourselves a big Monday night football game coming up in the NFC West. It's that time of year where we get these memorable games, and we're going to dissect that one. Rams and cards, that's what we'll talk about when we come back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. To listen to Sports Grid. You can always go out in the woods, find a rabbit, take his foot, and rub it. Or you can get the winning edge right here. And you won't get any blood on you. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Well, let's turn our attention to the National Football League. Turning the corner for home. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com is with us. Mark, tell them about all the goodies and all the great info you got. 
Well, everything we're doing, Brian, is available in our weekly newsletters, our playbook newsletter, our midweek alert statistical newsletter, and our total tip sheet. You can download those online at playbooksports.com, or if you're in Vegas, check out our friends over at the Gamblers Book Club, where they will have in stock. Next week, we'll be publishing our college football bowl stat report just in time for all the bowl games check it out playbooksports.com yeah it's a great time of year and i mean the games listen they matter as much in week one as they do in week 14 they just seem bigger so we've got the week 14 in the nfl let's go to the weekend speaking of vegas uh, the raiders at kansas city nine and a half is the side here chiefs favorite at home total in the game is 48 and a half what's really interesting with this Kansas City football team is teams have found a way to contain them. They're not getting into the 30s anymore. And good for Kansas City, their defense has really gotten their act together and they're lugging the mail for them. But teams are in games and maybe there is a blueprint, you know, to knock these guys off their perch. It could well be, you know, and uh, it just so happens to be a National Football League card loaded with division games this week, this being one of them, Kansas City and Vegas. Uh, and what we find with Kansas City here is a team that the whole public is going to easily find a way to hop on their bandwagon right now because they're on a win streak. And when Kansas City wins, Andy Reid wins, and Patrick Mahomes wins, the public loves hopping on their back. Taking on Vegas this particular week here, uh, you got a couple interesting uh, thoughts here. Yes, the Raiders are reeling. They have losses in four of their last five games since their bye week. But when you look inside their numbers, Brian, you see that they've won the yards in six of the last eight games on the playing field, which tells me they have not raised the white flag. They're still alive in the playoff picture, in the hunt. And if this number gets to 10 on Sunday, which it will, because it's Kansas City, Andy Reid, Mahomes on a win streak, the last four times that uh, Andy Reid has laid double digits, he's lost the money all four of those football games. So I'm going to play the points with the Raiders in this particular football game. I don't think they've quit on the football season this year. And a little footnote, Mark. I mean, they played their best game of the year last year at Arrowhead. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I love that. All right. The backdoor cover, I mean, if it's not a game, the backdoor cover is certainly in play. No, I, I think um, – I think the Raiders do show up with a, a solid effort in this game. Let's go to New Orleans and the Jets. Five and a half on the road. Saints are favored. Total in the game is 43. And, you know, the Saints, man alive, I mean, just, just a mash unit. Yeah, it's really, really sad to see what's happened with uh, Sean Payton and his football team because, you know, in my database, and you know, I love coaching, handicapping the coaches. First and foremost, that's really what I go to first. And I look to see what position they're in this particular weekend. There's been a lot of positions that Sean Payton has been in here of late as either an underdog or coming off a loss. And uh, he's unfortunately struggled in this particular role this year because of the MASH unit that he's coaching here right now. So, you know, I'm going to say next year when I look at those numbers, I'm going to maybe qualify or put an asterisk next to them because we're not seeing a New Orleans football team that we're used to seeing in the past. But in the New York Jets, you're certainly not beating a whole whole bunch here in this particular football game. I still think that uh, New Orleans has much better talent coming in the football game on the field. Uh, If you look at them on the non-conference road, they've won 10 of the last 11 to the money, has New Orleans. And uh, this is, to me, I'm beginning to wonder. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Robert Salo may be a little bit in over his head here. Mm -hmm. I see so many 
so many coaches, Brian, that were really, really good defensive coordinators, and then they assume the reins on the sidelines and become the head coach, and they just get lost. Uh, and I'm beginning to see this develop here with the Jets here as well. We saw it with Manny Diaz down here in Miami with the Hurricanes and so many other coaches, and uh, I'm beginning to wonder if that's not the case for the New York Jets, who are absolutely, I think, right now, arguably the worst team in the National Football League. Mark, homestands can be a wonderful thing in all sports, except if you're the Jets. <laughs> yeah, the Jets are... <laughs> The Jets do not do well at home. I mean, my goodness, coming home off a home game, they're just one and seven to the number. My goodness. Yeesh. Yeah, and then even worse, uh, you know, the fact that the last 11 games they played the teams out of that NFC South, they're just one point spread cover. So uh, it's not painting a very pretty picture for the New York Jets this week. San Fran's at Cincinnati, and they're a one, one and a half point favorite on the road. Total on the game is 49. Both teams looking to get back on the beam. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised uh, San Francisco got derailed because it looked like they were playing their best football of the season on that three-game win streak uh, heading into Seattle last week. And, uh, you know, if a person lives and dies with statistics, they died with Seattle last week because, unbelievably, this team has only outyarded one team this year, Seattle had, and they still have done just that because San Francisco still outyarded them last week in the loss. Uh, now they go to Cincinnati here, and I'm wondering whether or not Cincinnati has also maybe reached their apex and maybe coming back to the pack a little bit here. I think this is a real good spot for San Francisco this particular week. And I realize that, yes, you do have a West Coast to an East Coast situation, but that's all compensated for, and they've been there, they've done that. They're used to doing that East Coast, West Coast trip. Uh, but I like uh, I like this matchup in this football game real well. They got a real strong ho- home road dichotomy, if you will. Kyle Shanahan does in his career. He's twenty-two and sixteen to the number away, and at home he's only sixteen and twenty-two at home. So he is much much better on the road than he is at home. I think this is a good spot for San Francisco to get back up off the that one game losing streak they had last week, and I think they win this football game comfortably. And the other thing, you know, he's going to play, but Burrow with that pinky injury, I mean. Who knows how good he's going to be able to throw the ball? I mean, he finished the game, Mark, but he was handing it off with his left hand. He, he wouldn't. He he couldn't even hand off with his throwing hand. No, that uh, that pinky. I mean, my goodness, that that thing swelled up. Uh, looked like a, a kneecap. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so yeah, even if even if it does come back this week, you still have to wonder, you know, to what degree of comfort level is he going to be at in this particular contest here? And I think Cincinnati goes as far as Joe Burrow goes. And if he's not a hundred percent like a racehorse, if he's not hundred percent going into the gate, you're not going to get his best effort. Tennessee, a little bit out of sight, out of mind. Eight and a half against the Jags at home. The total on the game, we'll call the consensus 43-and-a-half. These guys are biding time, Mark, and hoping against hope the trainers and the doctors and whatever they're doing is going to work for Derrick Henry in the next month. Yeah, whatever it is, they're going to need that magic elixir to hope to get him back in the playoffs because this football team is going to really, really need it. It all fell on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill when he went down, and he's not been able to carry the load, unfortunately. Uh, we'll see whether or not uh, they can get back up uh, on their feet this week. And this game almost smells to me like the Rams did last week against Jacksonville. The Rams needed Jacksonville last week. Tennessee needs Jacksonville this week. And Jacksonville is the type of a football team that will you know, they'll acquiesce, they'll, they'll comply to do what it is you want. I think Jacksonville is really, really a bad football team. And, again, I'm going to 
say, I don't believe Urban Meyer is going to be with this football team next year, and I think the football team will be better off because of it. So I still think it's a good spot for Tennessee. You're getting him at a wholesale price because of the situation right now, and I would lay the points with the Titans. All right, buddy, your team, Baltimore and Cleveland, a recent rematch, two and a half. Browns favorite at home. The total's 42 and a half. I mean, that total, I don't know, what they put up 23 and 26 points their last two games, the Browns, and uh, Lamar Jackson keeps throwing it to the wrong color jersey. Yeah, it's not like uh, you know we know Cleveland's uh, not playing good football right now, but neither is Baltimore. Let's be, you know let's be honest about it. Uh, you know, coming into the football game here, the Browns have losses in five of the last eight games, and they're really on the brink of playoff elimination right now. They needed that buy in the worst of way. Now they're coming back right back rematch in Baltimore, a game that they lost in the ugliness uh, ugliest of ways the last time. Uh, what's interesting to me, if you take a look at the Browns thus far this football season here. Uh, they've lost to teams this year that have a combined record of 48-24-1. So a lot of these losses have been in games, maybe a little bit like Baltimore, because Baltimore does have a record similar to that that number I just gave to you. But the Browns have still, uh, five of their six losses are to teams that are in playoff positions right now, as is Baltimore. So the question is, can the Browns overcome that for this particular football game? I think Baltimore is in trouble here, personally. They haven't topped 20 points in the last four football games. The smoky mirrors, man. Absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, I think there's something wrong offensively with this football team. And uh, a team like Cleveland, who's just frothing at the, at the bit right now to, get, uh, to make amends, one, for that loss, and two, to get back in the playoff race, I think this is a real good spot for Cleveland on Sunday. All right. I'm just curious over the years if this has ever happened. Atlanta's at Carolina. Uh, Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites. The total in the game is 43. Have you ever posed the query to the database, and the answer that spits back at you is, it's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> what is that question? I need to know that question. <laughs> it's up to it's entirely up to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, handicapping this football game here, my goodness, uh you know, we, first of all, we don't know whether we're gonna see Cam Newton here or not. Uh truthfully Carolina's better off if he's not behind center in this football game. Uh, but Matt Rule's talking like uh, he's not making any changes right now. He's, he thinks that they're not protecting him, and he's going to give him another crack at this. And I don't know why. I mean, he's only won seven of his last 25 starts uh, coming into this football game, and only 3-11 and 11 is a favorite. My goodness. Atlanta obviously has some problems here right now, but it's still the Atlanta uh, football team that takes care of business against teams off bye weeks. They're 4-1 and one to the number of the last five. I can only look at the Falcons in this game. He's Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. We're racing through the Week 14 NFL menu, getting a lot of great data out of his really sharp and prescient, well-oiled machine. Big games on the docket late in the day on Sunday. That will be the topic of discussion when we return on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Edge is not just a winning sports gaming strategy. It's also the thing that keeps the wife happy and your kids in quiet awe. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
You may or may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever panicked at realizing you've lost your lucky troll doll, you may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network, AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas. We're talking Week 14 NFL. Mark Lawrence, the information's exceptional. PlaybookSports.com. Again, Mark, tell the folks how to procure said information. Everything available online at PlaybookSports.com. All three of our weekly publications, our newsletters, and soon to be our college football bowl stat report that will be available next Wednesday. Check it out all online, PlaybookSports.com. How's that lantern doing? That lantern, I'm going to have to get a little more uh, more fuel for that lantern coming up here soon with that bowl report. That's going to keep me up a few <laughs> extra hours each night, but uh, <laughs> we're used to it, Brian. Yeah, I hear you, man. All right, let's get back to it, going through the schedule of games on Sunday in the NFL. I always get a kick out of these games. I love the, the rivalry games, and I love when they mean something. It may not look like, you know, two-game lead for Dallas, but, hey, Washington plays them twice. If they win this game... The NFC East gets moderately interesting. Dallas, a four-point favorite, total on the game's 48. They don't like each other. No, these two football teams have never liked one another. And uh, what's interesting here, as you mentioned here, they play them twice. Washington's on this nice, quiet little streak here right now that uh, I don't think people realize that since their bye week, they've won all four football games they played, and they won all four of them as underdogs. They'll be looking to make a five-pack doing just that when they take on Dallas uh, in this football contest here. And I think they've got the goods to do just that. Uh, I'm not enamored with the Cowboys. Uh, if you take a look at uh, on the division road, they're, they've lost money four straight games in a row has Dallas. Uh, they own the 27th ranked overall defense in the National Football League, 372 yards a game. It's not like this is a Dallas football team that is a division-leading Dallas Cowboy team, although they are. Their numbers just aren't supporting it, and I like the momentum with what Washington's building here right now. I could see Washington pulling the rug out on Dallas again on Sunday. You know, it, it, the sports talk cliche thing, the, the, the it factor. Heineke's got the it factor. Not that he strikes fear in the hearts of the opponents, but that there's a sense of belief on his own team and guys play for him. Does that make sense? It does because he has this bulldog mentality that he's going to keep coming at you and coming at you and coming at you. And he's eventually going to put a bite on you. Uh, He was not all that really touted. I think it was Old Dominion that he went to college at, at that particular level. But they thought enough of him to at least uh, draft him in the National Football League. And I think he's been a real, real nice find for this team here. With Ryan Fitzpatrick officially done for the year, he only played the season opening game. I think uh, right now they're going to ride everything they've got on Heineke in this particular matter here. And I think he's doing a terrific job for this football I mean, unless you're sitting there staring at the standings every day. You might not even believe this, but Washington's the sixth seed at the moment. Yeah, go figure. I mean, you know, you know, here's a football team that before the bye week, my goodness, uh, they were sitting there at two and six. 
going into their bye week, and for all intents and purposes, everybody thought the season was over. But it's amazing what a few wins you can string a few wins together will do for you, especially at this time of the year. And now they can take care of business. You know, you mentioned they got Dallas coming up twice here. They're also going to play Philadelphia twice in the Giants. Uh, so that being the case, every one of their remaining football games is a division football game for the Washington football team. They will decide their own destiny from this point forward. If Tyrod Taylor was playing in this game, it would have been the better of a week for me. I, I said this last week, and then Taylor, you know, not going to go. I, you know, Seattle laying eight on the road to Houston. The total's 41 and a half. Seattle, okay, they embrace the role of spoiler. A letdown spot after San Fran. Are they getting up to play Houston? All right, so Davis... You know, you're going to get Mills again, the the kid, but he does play way better at home than the how horrifically he plays. Is horrifically a word? Horrifically, he plays on the road. Uh, you know, Seattle better mind their business here coming in here. I, I don't know that it's that walk in the park blowout kind of deal. We see what teams do when they're morbidly embarrassed. They usually bounce back. They do. It's a second chance for Mills here as well. As you mentioned, I think he's 3-1 and one to the number at home, and it starts uh, with the Houston Texans. Uh, we would rather have Tyrod Taylor here for sure, but Again, in Seattle, you're not beating much here. We, you know, I went off on them a little bit earlier, you know, just given the fact that they are one and ten in the stats this year. There's no team in the National Football League that even comes close to that, uh, to being reeking that bad than are the Seattle Seahawks. They just can't. If you can't outyard opponents, you don't expect to win football games. And I don't expect them one to even win this game, let alone cover this number here. I wouldn't be surprised if Houston pulls the rug out on Seattle again on Sunday. All right, Detroit is at Denver. Denver 7.5, 41.5. The Denver game against KC was actually a lot closer than the final score would indicate. But Detroit is coming off you know, this win, and I, I do believe they threw a parade for them on Tuesday. And, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, is it a letdown spot, or does Detroit go, hey, that was actually kind of fun. Let's do that again. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know if they do it again here this particular weekend. Uh, yeah, I ran it in the database. Uh, one of our customers said, "What do winless teams that finally win a game do in their next football game?" And uh, we qualified it by saying, "Okay, you were winless. Now you're in the second half of the season and you won your game." Well, those teams who do what Detroit did last week, the last twenty times it's happened. They've gone seven, twelve, and one straight up. That means out of, the, out of those twenty games, they've won straight up seven times to make it two wins in a row, and they've won the money twelve of those football games. So that's a nice little roll for Detroit to maybe look for their fortunes to continue in a football game like this. And I'm never a big fan of Denver laying points, especially more than a touchdown in football games. I think it's all Denver can do to win games. I've got to grab the points with Detroit here. All right, the Giants are at the Chargers. The, the advanced number was like seven, and now here we go with the quarterback situation. It's up to ten and a half. The total's 44. They signed Jake Fromm off the Bills practice squad because they had no bodies, and then the bodies they had even got hurt. And if Jake Fromm's going to start this game, he's only been there for a couple of weeks. He's going on the road to the Chargers. Oh, by the way, this is where the scene of that crime happened. I'm looking at this on the way into this game. It reminds me of the Nathan Peterman game when he played for the Bills out uh, against the Chargers. And what did he throw? The five interceptions and like five of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, that's a keep it simple, stupid game. I mean, Saquon Barkley should be in an ice tub after this one. 
He should be because he'll probably pound the rock 30 times in this game. And, uh, you know, I would imagine that's exactly what uh, a judge will do in this football contest is protect from in the game. I just don't know whether I'm interested in laying double digits with the Chargers. Uh, it's a football team that's up and down every week, it seems. They're coming off that big win the last time. And uh, if you go back and look at them, uh, laying double digits has never been their forte. They're just 10 and 16 the last 26 times they've done just that. And you got this. This number with the Giants here, and I know it's with different quarterbacks, and there's been an array of different quarterbacks for the Giants of late here, but road dogs the last four seasons, my goodness, this team is 19-6 and six to the number. So the role fits the Giants. Maybe Fromm doesn't, but uh, I don't see the Chargers getting up and over this number here. I've got to take the points with the Giants in this game. All right, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Bucks three and a half. The total's 53. Here comes Rusty. I mean, they scored already. I don't know. I think there's a gazillion points in this game if the weather's good. I do not disagree with you. We talked a little bit about that earlier, about the fact that uh, why this game looks like it should go over the total here, and I really, truly believe it will. I think it's one of the better total plays on the card, as you mentioned here. Uh, I think this is a real nice spot for Buffalo to bounce back in this game here, too. They were they were handcuffed. They couldn't play their football game last week. And uh, Bill Belichick, uh, he made them pay the price. Uh, for for the situation. Well, and they're desperate. And they're desperate, Mark. I mean, honestly, I mean, the season is in question now. Let us forget the division. Exactly. Uh, you know, they started out so well, and suddenly, you know, they're just a mediocre team at best here right now for what they've done here of late. But we know, we know that they're the best team in that division. I know New England's in first place right now, but by the end of the season, I don't believe that'll be the case. Uh, this Buffalo defense still has not has not. Uh, Collapse. They're still the strength of the football team, and if they could take Brady out of his out of the situation here, uh, I think they get the job done here. Neat stat in the playbook newsletter this week: Brady with Tampa Bay when he plays regular season games against opponents with six thirty six or better records, he is one in six straight up in those football games. So he's been knocking off the sisters of the poor with the Bucks. I don't think Buffalo matches that bill. I think Buffalo pulls the rug out on Tampa this Sunday. Note to Sean McDermott: Walk out to the Bucks logo before the game with lighter fluid in your hand. Pull the red hanky out of your pocket and light the damn thing. And <laughs> keep the timeouts at the end of the game. All right. Other than that, I feel better. Uh, Chicago Green, unbelievable. <laughs> Green Bay twelve and a half totals forty three and a half. The old rivalry with the Bears, and it's going to be Fields cleared to play. We'll start. Yeah, this, the quarterback situation in Chicago is just a mess. I mean, we we like the fact that Andy Dalton was back ahead of Fields, and he throws four picks in a football game that uh, you know they should have gotten the money in, but uh, he wouldn't let that happen. Now they go back to Fields here. The thing I fear the most is this is the role Aaron Rodgers thrives in. That's at home in division football games, twenty five and twelve to the number uh, in those football games. Uh, so that's the role that he'll, he'll he'll continue to shine. I don't know if I want to get to Chicago in this game here right now, especially with Fields back behind center in the football game. I think it's the toughest handicap on the board this particular week. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, home field's in play, but the, and listen, the Packers get a win, get out of Dodge, and they'll want to put a little bit of pressure on Arizona, who's got uh, a Tiger by the tail of their own accord. We got uh, an interesting game here uh, on Monday night. The Rams-Arizona. Cards, two-and-a-half-point favorites, total in game 52. Mark, really impressive. Arizona unbeaten on the road. Um, The deal with the Rams is, as good as Stafford's been, he's been lighting up so-so teams and having that occasional massive miscue against quality foes. 
And you don't know if uh, Stafford's been healthy or not all season long here. It appears like uh, he was still had this bad back that he had in Detroit, and it's it's talking to him again right now, and it's not making the it, uh, situation any better. I know they met Jacksonville last week, and that alleviated back pain for sure. Uh, but the one thing I think the Rams have working in their favor here is, aside from looking up at Arizona in those standings, is the fact that this is where Sean McVay shines, and that's on the division road. Fifteen times he's been there. Ten times he's won and covered those 15 football games. I think this is the football game that the Rams have circled. They want the worst of way, and I think they'll upset Arizona on Monday night. Do you think this Ram team... They put it together, Mark. I mean, great. You got all these guys. You get it to work as a theme show. Well-oiled machine. You know, what's strange is they were sitting there 7-1 and one in the season to start the year, and then, you know, they go out and they start filling their roster with all these uh, these future Hall of Famers. And, you know, they've, uh, you know what the bet since they've come there. And uh, they've got to get their act together. Now, they're talented enough to do just that. And a, a win here would, I think, spur this football team to probably go uh, undefeated all the way out and then become a real, real force in the playoffs here. I think this is the Rams' biggest, most important key game of the football season here on Monday. And I believe they'll get it. Well, and the other thing, Mark, these teams with the real late bye, this is going to be interesting to watch these teams who finally get to heal some nicks and bruises and wounds, and maybe they can go in a little Tootsie Roll getting that late bye because they paid for it waiting that long to get it. Well, Arizona is doing just that, and you know, having Hopkins and uh, Murray back together is a strong one-two tandem. I think this is the game of the week to watch in the National Football League this He's week. He's the man, Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com, the Midweek Alert, the newsletter, the Coffee Club, all the great information. Mark, as always, appreciate your wonderful contributions. Hope the family's well. We'll do it again next week. Hey, my pleasure, as always, Brian. Be well, stay safe, and take care. Back to Vegas in a moment. Sports gaming strategies and expert information. In other words, how to win. And all you've got to do is listen. What a deal. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Some people get their information from just anybody. Friends, co-workers, horoscopes, gum wrappers. If that's you, dude, what are you doing? Credibility. It's a thing. We're your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back to wrap up our NFL edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. And we look ahead to the Monday night football game. Boy, this should be fun. The Rams at Arizona. Arizona, two, two and a half point favorite. Total in the game is 52. Arizona having a great season. Road Warriors yet to lose at home. And they beat the Rams on October 3rd, 37 to 20. Kenny, you brought up a great point on one of the shows earlier in the week. And I know you really like the Rams, and it's an all-star game on paper, but you brought up the point. Boy, Stafford's kind of doing some of the stuff he did with Detroit where he'll light it up against weaker teams, but when you put him against, you know, the higher echelon or the, the hot teams in the NFL, 
there are times he gropes at it and makes mistakes. The better defenses. He, you know, and I guess that's for most quarterbacks, but Stafford has uh, really done that throughout his career. He's, he's really put up a lot of points in garbage time, a lot of yards and, and touchdowns, and uh, he's, he's done it against weaker competition. Against the better defenses, he does struggle a little bit. So I uh, got a game to keep an eye on. This is such a big game for the West. Uh, again, you mentioned the, the uh, revenge the Rams have, the loss earlier this year. They are 8-4. and four. Uh, This is a must win for the Rams. They're two back of of Arizona. If they lose this game, they are three back. Uh, Kiss the division goodbye. It's all Arizona's. And the late bye, Arizona gets healthy with Murray and Hopkins returning. And Chase Edmonds, who's a very strong contributor, along with Connor, comes off IR. Getting healthy at the right time of the year helps. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's that's what the NFL is all about. Who's the healthiest team at the end of the year? Kenny, we always appreciate the contributions. KennyWhiteSports.com. We have turned the corner for home in the NFL. Always appreciate the spectacular information and your wonderful contributions on the shows. Brian, thank you. Pleasure. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show and uh, looking forward to this weekend. And we invite you folks to check it out. KennyWhiteSports.com. As Kenny's told you, the information there is spectacular. Again, thanks to our producer, Chris Bavona. Off to a new endeavor. We appreciate everything he's done for us on all of our shows. And most of all, we thank you for listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.